Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, today we are talking about change, which we all go through, but it's never easy. Often, most of us don't like to change because we're comfortable with what we have. My guest is Hillary Potts, and she has guided executives through successful change initiatives. She's the author of the Executive Transition Playbook, and her more than 30 years of an executive, including stints with Fortune 500 companies and the CEO of a prominent consulting firm. Her firm is the HAP Group, and she helps leaders successfully navigate today's competitive business world and understand change. And her brand new book, hot off the press, is called The Truth About Change, A Leader's Guide to Successfully Executing Change Initiatives. Welcome, Hillary. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah, good to have you. I wanted to say executives, but it is executives executing. (laughs) So it is that. And um, let's talk about how this book came to be, why you felt compelled to write a book about change. Well, you know, I, I work with leaders around the globe on major change initiatives, mergers and acquisitions, restructuring, reorganizations. And what I find, no matter where I've gone in the world, no matter the leader in front of me, everyone seems to be wanting to change something. And, yeah. and they're struggling with it. And so... While I get to work with some fabulous companies one at a time, I thought it's time to write the book to help more leaders that are struggling to lead change, to lead themselves and to lead others through change. So thus I decided to write my second book, The, uh, the Truth About Change. So what, what's, um, let's take a look at the change challenge itself. You know, what leaders face. Now, things are going along, they're doing things the way they've done, they have a few complaints, but they don't really want to change anything. So, how do you kind of get them to see that? Yeah, I would say leaders tend to know that they're going to need to lead change. It's just that when they get into it, they like to work on the strategy, they like to work on the processes, and maybe even the plans. But when it gets into actually engaging people and executing the change, I think that's where there's a huge gap between a great idea a great strategy, uh, a new innovative product, and actually then bringing it to market. And so there's, there's the challenge I find is, is we spend a lot of time on the strategy and the process, and then all of a sudden we have to get it going because companies want to, they want to grow the top line, they want to grow the bottom line, they want to see the results, they want to see their products grow in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And they tend to then push into the execution and forget, wow, there are people out there that, that may not know as much as we know because as executives we spent the last weeks and months studying it and organizing the change and then we expect in one communication or one email or a channel. Right, that it's going to happen. Right. So do you have a framework for this? Do you have like, is there a step process with a change? Yeah, so I've created for a leader what I call a leader change framework and there's really... Uh, a group of components. Um, I don't know if you want me to go through them, but, the, you know, there's... Yeah, sure, there. of course. Sure. 
So quickly there about how do you get your leadership team and the organization to agree and align around the direction? Second, there's this whole piece on acceptance. It's one thing to understand a change and logically it makes sense. It's another thing to accept that, wow, I am going to be part of this change. And then the third piece is to take action and what do leaders need to do and what do people need to do and say to actually make that change happen. And, And it's more than just the project plan to eventually then build in that, that people are going to own that change and make mm. it part of their, their daily work. And, and then I finally end with the final one, which really kind of flows all the way through, is to accelerate change. Quite honestly, it starts with leadership and what they're doing and saying and how we're doing and saying it. Mm. So Can you give us an like example? I mean, of course, I know you won't name names, but just give us an example of a company that you took through this process and what it looked like in each step. Sure. So I'll take a, a company that, that just bought um, an, a competitor, and, and it started out this way. They strategically knew it was a good idea to buy their competitor. They would grow in the market. They'd have better pre- presence. But when the senior leaders sat down, the reasons why they wanted to purchase the company were quite different. So they had to have some discussions around Mm-hmm. Why are we purchasing it? What's our? How are we really going to integrate this company? Are we going to integrate it, or are we going to keep it on, on its own? And how are we going to get aligned? Because the different business leaders saw different ways of actually integrating the businesses. And if they all went off and did their own thing, well, quite frankly, it would be a mess. So they, they spent some time getting their heads around and agreeing and aligning around what they want to do, why they want to do it, and how. And then they recognized that while this is really cool, they were buying the competitor and people would at first blush be excited. The next thing is, boy, this is going now. How do we actually uh, get people to accept that they're now moving into our company? How are we going to get people to accept the people that are with us already? Um, that whole, how are people going to buy in? What's in it for them to help us merge these, these two entities? And then how did they, how did they do that? So they actually looked through and said, okay, what, you know, they, they laid out their strat- merger strategy and they realized that some of the businesses, there were some redundancies, so they were going to have to merge some of the departments. Others, uh, they were going to take some of the acquired companies' um, ways of working and sometimes they're going to take their own. And so they had to really map out and explain that to the people of, you know, why, what we were doing, why we were doing it, and how we're going to do it. And so often I find that we do talk about what, we're doing, but not so much about why and very little about how. We kind of say, oh, well, smart people are going to know how to do it, and we'll leave it up to smart people. And what I find is really smart people will chart their own direction, but it's not necessarily, you know, if we, we all want to, we're in uh, San Francisco and want to fly to New York, well, we could go through Atlanta, we could go through Dallas, or we could go direct. And so if we let people chart their own course, they may all get there at a different time. So working on acceptance, we have to understand and listen to people's objections. We have to be willing to, to hear the resistance and to overcome that. We have to be in the change, not just riding on top of the change, telling people, hey, just do it because it's going to be great. Also, from so what you're that- saying, it, it's a big process. I mean, this is, this is a daily due diligence process. This is not, oh, we're making this change, get used to it. I mean, this is really everybody buying in on the same page. You have to work at that, correct? You have to work at it. And I find that we spend a lot of time working on the strategy or the business plan, but not enough 
strategizing and thinking about leadership action and people action. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. What people do and say will lead to the results that you want. You know, you're buying a company or you're restructuring or you're entering a new product. You're doing that for a purpose. You're doing that for some outcome. And I think sometimes we focus on the outcome. We forget to get there. There's this path along the way. And by the way, our people and our organization are the path to get there. And so what I talk about in the truth about change is the truth is it's about leadership and people and how do we mm-hmm. engage people and, and, and how we put forth our leadership in a way that people want to be part of this change versus feeling mm-hmm. like they have to comply. Because Well, let's this, is, this is my next question. My question is what happens then when they come to you and they don't understand the change, they don't like the change, they're upset with the change, how do you deal with that? So we really talk through and say, well, why? Why are they upset with the change? What else might be happening? Did, are there four or five other initiatives they're working on? Are they exhausted because you just launched a product? So, uh, so what are the priorities? People, people want to know what, why, when, where, and how. And so we kind of peel back the onion and say, there's this acquisition you're having, but what else is happening in totality and that could be impacting people? And sometimes it's just down to we haven't really acknowledged to people that they're doing, they're doing their work and they're putting forth great effort and we want them to do something differently. We don't talk to them and, and, and share with them where we're headed. We just communicate, here's this, this new strategy, now go do it. And mm-hmm. what I find when leaders actually have the conversations, step into those very difficult conversations where people are not necessarily accepting the change they're resisting, which, by the way, most of the time when people hear change, there is some, some natural resistance. People are afraid. They're scared. What, what's the, what, what? They're not thinking, wow, this is going to be good, that this is going to help. They're thinking, what could go wrong? <laughs> and could this be my job? And, and we have to acknowledge that and help people realize that they could be part of the solution versus feeling like they're a hindrance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk more about the challenge in leading change, the gap between what the strategy is and then executing it, which we talked a little bit before. And, you know, what's the roadmap for the leader in terms of accessing the change and assessing what's going on in the situation? Hillary, how can people get your book? So my book is available on Amazon.com. I also have a book site that's called www.thetruthaboutchangebook.com. Uh, so they can also go to my website. But Amazon.com, uh, put my name in, Hillary Potts, or put the book, The Truth About Change, and it should come up. And Hillary is with one L. And Hillary is with one L, yes. Okay. Are you giving seminars and workshops and webinars as well? I do. I do. I do. Um, I, uh, I regularly speak. I primarily do a lot of work one-on-one with uh, leaders and their leadership teams, so I'm, I'm available to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Again, if you go on my, my website, um, I have a contact sheet where you can uh, get in touch with me, and I'm happy to have a conversation to find out what your business challenge is and how I can help you. Okay. And also, I know you're doing a, a podcast, or you've done one, and I'm helping you with that. And um, that's really explaining. Yeah, it's exciting. 
explaining the process of the book. So it's been a really fun process, Patricia, to work with you on this series. And so I have three podcasts right now that are uh, out about the book. Um, One talks about the the leader change framework. Another goes into a little bit more detail about how to gain agreement and alignment with your leadership team. And the third podcast is about how to create your own leadership change roadmap. And and we'll be putting out some others uh, shortly. So I'm excited about them. This information is very important because it really does help you navigate change. So uh, my guest is Hillary Potts, and her book is Truth About Change. It's a leader's guide to successfully executing change initiatives. And uh, Hillary has guided executives through successful change for many years, for over 30 years, and she's worked with Fortune 500 companies, and now she has her own firm, The Hap Group. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Life is complicated, and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show 
Hello, everyone, and we are back. We are back with Hillary Potts, who has guided successful executives through change initiatives. She has more than 30 years' experience really helping people with change in Fortune 500 companies. She's also CEO of a prominent consulting firm called The Hat Group, and she helps businesses successfully navigate today in our world of change. Her new book, Hot Off the Press, The Truth About Change, A Leader's Guide to Successfully Executing Change Initiatives. Hillary Potts. Welcome back, Hillary. Okay, Hillary, I've got a quick question that I'm very curious about. Do you think that people change because they have to or they're up against it or do you think they anticipate change or do you think it's both? I think it's both. So I think there are some times where there are many leaders that are very driven by results and outcomes. And if you are driven by results or outcomes, that means you're going to have to change something. So I think then they are very proactive at leading change. And there are times that change happens in a marketplace and then leaders and organizations are under the gun to uh, be competitive, to um, move it in different directions. And so kind of the change happens to them. And in either case, I think leaders need to be ready whether the change, they impose the change because they are being proactive or the change happens to them. And, and that's really why I wrote the book is um, the truth is we have to be ready for change at all, the t- all, at all times. Technology is a perfect example of that, don't you? I mean, if you don't into business today, if you don't keep up with technology, you're behind. Well, and uh, you know, many of the change uh, efforts that I've done, the subtle shift in just how people have to enter something in a system can uh-huh. be a pretty significant change to people. That if mm. they don't enter the information to the system, then the organization doesn't have the information to make really sound business decisions about their customers. Mm. So uh, I, I hear you. And, and, you know, every every other day we're having some sort of update to one of our, our smartphones or one of our apps or yep. um, our computers. So we, we, are, we are bombarded today with change. Um, and something you just pointed out, though, is when you said, you know, the system has to be inputted correctly. That doesn't come from the top leader. It comes from... You know, someone more, not at the bottom of the chain, but more, you know, at a different level. But that's just as important. So we have to honor all of our workers because if they, if they are not inputting correctly, the leader can't make good decisions. Can I talk about that in my book, the different perspectives of looking at a, a change, whether you're looking at it from an enterprise perspective like a CEO or you're looking at it from a department or a functional right. Uh, perspective or the individual person that's actually entering the data. And if you're really looking at pretty large-scale change, you want to know, understand all those different perspectives because Mm. the decisions you make at an enterprise versus the decisions that you suggest for an individual, they may be slightly different. And when a leader Mm. becomes aware of that, they can make some tweaks to their implementation plan so that the individuals want to make the change and then the enterprise then is able to, to shift. Right, so the individual doesn't feel like they're just on their own little in their own little island, right? That they that they feel that they're part of something. Yeah, and at some point, people, I always say, you know, just do it is not a really terrific strategy all the time. More often than not, we're talking about people needing to do things differently that they may not necessarily be skilled at or to do, and we need to be there to help and guide them. 
Okay. Uh, actual training right. or coaching or even just giving giving positive feedback is a huge way of helping accelerate change. Right. Let's move on to the next part, um, which is in order for the leader then to have that kind of visionary macro view, right, they have to have certain behaviors. So what are they? Yeah, so there's, there's a, a five key behaviors I usually suggest of, of leaders. One is, is being visible and being actively supporting the change. That means being around and being able to answer questions. Uh, second is communicate. And everyone says, yes, we know how to communicate, but you can't communicate enough. You know, you might say the same thing 10 times, and by the 11th time, someone finally is getting the whole gist of the conversation. So you almost have to get tired of, of your own message because it's not for you, it's for everybody else. Uh, three, I talk about resilience. Demonstrating your own resilience, role modeling change, that means, that means being flexible and, and willing and having the energy to kind of go the distance. And then there are going to be obstacles. There are going to be big obstacles in the way and little obstacles. And someone needs help in either navigating around them or through them um, or just leaving them be. And, and a leader can play a huge role in that. And then the final one that I think is, is one of the most important is providing ample positive feedback. And so often leaders are waiting to see the results before they give feedback because they feel feedback is a very is important. But I think uh, leaders should be providing feedback on the little things. Did, mm. did people show up and ask questions? Are people attempting to use the system and they may not have, uh, put it all in? Are they, are they getting their reports in? So these little tiny actions that people start to take that say that we're moving in the right direction and they tend not to get reinforced. So then we wonder a month down the road why the results aren't happening. And, and so you can't provide enough positive feedback. And then that, that usually says, well, what happens if you have criticism if things are going wrong? And, and Patricia, I usually suggest to people, instead of using criticism, it's, you're better off being constructive and giving some constructive feedback. It's kind of like a sports coach. You're, you're not going to say, oh, you, you missed the shot, right? Well, of course, they know they missed the shot. But you're going to provide some ideas and cues for someone to make the next shot. And so constructive feedback can be really powerful. And I would just really stay away from any sort of criticism because it shuts everything down. I, I mean, I see that in my own life. Because, you know, you can say the same thing, Hillary, in a different way. You can accomplish the same thing and get a very different result than, you know, frontally saying, look, that was wrong, or that, that you know, really messed us up. I mean, because you're not going to get anything. You're just going to get resistance when you do that. Well, that's right. And so I, I spend a fair amount of time with the executives I work with on what, what are the different ways you can say the same thing in yeah. a way that's going to resonate with the person yeah. in front of you. And yeah. uh, you know, language becomes really important, tone uh, oh, body language, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in this day of emails, we have to be really careful because what seems like just a short, simple email can be really misinterpreted and be sound very critical to, to someone reading it that doesn't get the, the rest of the context that, by which I you're agree. writing it. And I've seen that happen more than once. Right. All right, we've got we've got like about four minutes left, so let's just look at now that we understand the behaviors. What's the roadmap for this leader to create change? Got a few well, minutes. I suggest, 
Yeah, in, in, in two minutes or less, we create these, we create project plans, we create business plans, we create strategies, but rarely do I see leaders create their own leadership plan on how they're going to navigate the change. How are they going to incorporate all the various pieces? Where are they going to uh, be part of the process? What's the uh, sorting, the prioritization, the sequencing of activities so that the leader and the leadership team can show up and help people navigate the change. Too often what happens is we go based on the project plan. They look at the, you know, the red, yellow, green, what's on, you know, on target or off target. We focus more on the reds and not enough on the greens. And we miss the leadership aspect, the connection to the people and guiding people through the change. So I find a leader change roadmap, uh, which I talk more about in my book, really can help leaders navigate the whole change from strategy to plan to implementation to results. All right. Give us one quick example. We've got a couple minutes. One quick example of that or one, one quick example that you've seen. So I'll go back to the, the acquisition we talked about. That, that leadership yeah. team actually created a roadmap for their first 18 weeks of the acquisition. And it wasn't, it wasn't their project plan. It was what, where the leaders were going to be, where did they need it to, what were the major events that were going on? How could they um, insert various communications into those events? What they wanted to be doing and saying, what did they expect at certain aspects that the people would be doing and saying so that they could actually start to measure the behavior change or mm. not, right? So they could see, well, in week six, we're expecting to be here, but people are still asking us questions and uh, are still having concerns so that they would be able to quickly incorporate um, communications, programs, uh, discussion groups, um, information to help people then move from agreement, acceptance, action, accountability, and, and acceleration. All right. Thanks. So what's your closing thoughts for us? What would you like to leave our listeners with today, Hillary? So I, I like Ben Franklin's uh, quote, if you fail to plan, you plan for failure. And so as leaders leading change, plan, create your own leadership plan to navigate the change so that you plan for success and not failure. Okay. All right. And how can people get your book again, which is The Truth About Change, Hot Off the Press, A Leader's Guide to Successfully Executing Change Initiatives? It's available on Amazon.com. You can also check out my book's website at www.thetruthaboutchangebook.com. And Patricia, thanks for having me on this uh, program today. Yeah, it was, it was really great. And again, your website again is The Truth, The Truth About Change. The thetruthaboutchangebook.com. Okay. They can also go to hillarypotts.com too, right? Which is H-I-L-A-R-Y-Potts.com. All right. And again, Hillary Potts is the author of the brand new book, The Truth About Change, A Leader's Guide to Successfully Executing Change Initiatives. Hillary, thanks so much for being on the program. It was really great. Thanks. Thanks for All right. Yeah, yeah. Stand the line for a minute. All right, folks, uh, that wraps up this half hour. We'll be right back with our next guest right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.